my heart and because we're Thanksgiving coming up, my, I thought I'd give a message today on giving thanks. I don't know how you spend your Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving for me is one of the special holidays, even more so than Christmas for me, because it just gathers the family together and we eat a feast that God provides, but we sit around the table and we talk for a long time. We just communicate together as a family. It's, it's Actually, it's just a wonderful time. This morning I have a main verse, if Ken will put it up there, we, we, we can read that. My main verse this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And it says, let's read it together. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Say this with me. In everything give thanks. I wonder if you really mean that today, as we'll explain. There are three things I want you to get out of this out of this verse that's so important to understand. The first one is the command to give thanks. It's a command to give thanks. It doesn't say in everything if you, if you want to or if you need to or whatever. In everything, give thanks. It's a command from the Lord. In everything, give thanks. <laughs> Psalm 92 says it's good. It's good to give thanks to our God. And the Bible makes it clear that, especially of all people, Christians need to be thankful, don't we? Let me read to you again another Psalm 103, 1 through 5. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all of your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. You know, the Bible goes as far as to say, and I want you to listen to this. It is evil not to give thanks to God. It's evil not to give thanks to God. Paul in Romans 1.21 says, Neither were they thankful. The most taken-for-granted person in the universe is who? God. The most taken for granted. You ever take things for granted? Not just from God, but take things for granted. We get so used to them in our everyday life that we take things for granted. When I get up in the morning, I thank God that I have breath, that I have life. But we take it for granted. God is a source of all good things. And he does not want you to forget it. The Bible talks about the ten leopards in Luke 17. Do you remember the story? There was ten leopards who had, obviously, leprosy. And they came to Jesus to be healed. And Jesus said to them, well, show yourself over there to the priest and you'll be healed. They walked to the priest and guess what? All ten of them were healed. But there was one leopard. He was a Samaritan. If you know who was Samaritan, they're a mixed breed, and the Jews hated the Samaritans. So of all people to come over back to Christ, you wouldn't think it would be a Samaritan. But he came back to the Lord. He fell on his face. And he was praising God. 
And he said with a loud voice, Jesus, thank you. Thank you. And Jesus looked at him and said, there were ten. Where's the other nine? I'll tell you where the other nine were. They were enjoying their wonderful blessing that God had gave them, but they forgot about the blessor, the one who blessed them. I wonder if any of us this morning is guilty of that. You know, it's kind of ironic, but in a way it's not ironic that they came up with this skit. Because when I told um, that I was going to give this message, I didn't say what the message was. And Lynn came up with this skit about the manna. And one of my examples to you is the people in the wilderness. They just went together. Thank you, Lord. And the story goes like this. The people were in the wilderness for years. And they were hungry, and so God caused a miracle to happen. He caused manna, wafers to come out of heaven for food. And they had plenty every day. They had plenty. All they wanted. And on Friday and Saturday in the weekend, he provided them a double portion because they wouldn't have to work to gather it during the Sabbath. And so they had, all, they had all they could possibly eat. And guess what? Exactly what this kid showed. They started grumbling. And they began to hate the miracle that God brought them. They began to hate the manna, even though they didn't go hungry. They had food to eat. And so they said, we'd rather have quail. And so God sent them quail. And he sent them quail. And he sent them quail. And pretty soon the quail rotted on the ground and stunk. And then he grumbled about that. <laughs> I wonder, you know, this reminded me, and I always think of myself, how many times have I grumbled? Oh, man. Sometimes we can become grumblers over things that we should be thankful for. It was a miracle that God caused the man to come, but yet it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. So I wonder how many times we've grumbled. So the first thing I want you to understand is that there's a command that says, give thanks in everything. Secondly, I want to talk about the context of thanksgiving. He says this, and I want you to listen to this very carefully. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Don't misread that. It doesn't say for everything, Give thanks. It says, in everything, give thanks. Big, huge difference between for and in. There's a big difference. Let me give you an example. If you're sick, do you sit there and say, thank you, Lord, for my illness? Or, if you're broke, maybe even homeless, do you sit and say, thank you, Lord, that I'm broke? Or... God forbid your house should burn down. Do you sit in front of your house full of flames burning your house and say, God, thank you for this fire, for taking my house? That would be giving thanks for everything. When things go wrong, listen to me, give thanks. Not for the thing that went wrong, but for the, in the midst of what's going wrong, 
we find a reason to give thanks because we know God is with us. Even though I cannot praise God for my circumstances, I'm going to praise God that he is with me in my circumstance. I'm going to praise him that I'm not in this situation by myself. You're not in your circumstance by yourself. That's what it means by in, in everything, give thanks because we know God is there with us always. Amen? I'm going to praise him that he gives me strength and endurance when I'm feeling sick and when I'm feeling tired and when I'm feeling weak. He gives me the endurance to keep on going. You remember Job? This man had everything. He was very wealthy. He had money, he had a family, he had cattle, he had it, he had it all. And we know what happened to him. Satan went to God and said, and that's important to understand, hey, I bet you I can get this man to curse you. God says, no, you can't. But I'm going to give you permission to test it. So he did. And we know what happened, don't we? Everything around him collapsed. Lost his family, lost his wealth. He got boils all over his body. I wonder what your response would be to God if that would happen to you. And his wife, his loving wife, comes up to Job and says, curse God and die. Curse God. Now, if anybody had a reason to curse God at that point, it was Job. But what did he do? He looked at his wife and said, you foolish, foolish woman. In other words, and listen to this very carefully. I asked myself that question when I was studying this message. Do we measure our relationship with God by the things and the stuff he gives us? Do we measure our relationship with God only by the stuff that he gives us? It is thanking God not for it, but in everything by thanking God that he is with us in the midst of it, that you may rise above it. We can rise above our circumstances because God is with us in everything, in every circumstance, if you're a believer here today. How about Paul and Silas? Now, put yourself in his place. He was thrown, they were thrown in jail for nothing, unjustly. They were thrown in jail, this dungeon. And the scripture tells us that in the midnight hour, the jailer heard them singing and praising God. If you're in a dark dungeon and you're thrown in jail for no reason at all, unjustly, would you be singing praises to God? And then the earth shook and the, the jail shook and the doors flew open and, the, and all the prisoners escaping. And you know the, the end of that story, that jailer was saved. Because of what had happened. <laughs> the jailer heard them singing, right? So how can you praise God in jail when you're innocent? I'll tell you why. Because they gave God thanks in the midst of their situation. That's why. So we too are to give thanks in every circumstance. There's always a reason to give thanks. Thanks. 
Always. Thirdly, I want you to understand, maybe you have questions like this. Why should I do this? What benefit is it to give thanks? How am I better off? Well, he tells you, part of this verse, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. It's his will that you give thanks. You are in God's will when you give thanks. And when you are grumbling, listen to this, you are outside of God's will. When you're grumbling, you're outside of God's will. It's God's will for you to give thanks in everything. I wonder how many of us are living outside of God's will. So, Bill, why is this so crucial to understand? Why is it so critical to understand? Because of Romans chapter 8, 28. Can anybody recite that verse? Anybody? Pardon me? In everything, give thanks. Pardon me? All things work together for good. Exactly. All things work for good. What's that mean? All things, according to God's will, works for good. For those who are in Christ and are called according to his purpose. All things work for good. There's nothing that happens that's not God's will in your life, one way or another. And he says this in the last verse, this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. When you give thanks, again, you are in God's will. Living in God's will means God is working, listen to me. God's working something out. If you're in his will, he's working things out, even if we can't see it right away. Isn't that probably what happens mostly? Because it happens in God's time. It doesn't happen in our time. But just know God's working things out for you. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. You think he understood that at the time? He was thrown in prison for a long period of time. And what happened? Eventually he found favor and was given rule over all the food distribution because the land was in a famine. And guess what he got to do? Feed his family. Feed his own family. God was working for the end result. Better example even, or just as good as Jesus. He fed 5,000 men plus the women and children. So it was 5,000 plus. He was, <laughs> here's these five barley loaves and two fish this little boy brought. Now what would you do if you were in charge of this banquet and you had a thousand people coming, and you had a couple loaves of bread and some fish. What would your reaction be? You know what God said? Jesus said, bring them to me. Bring it to me. You tell me what he did. What did he do? He what? First, gave thanks. Jesus gave thanks 
for these five barley loaves and two fish that he was about to feed 5,000 people plus. And you know what happened, don't you? He turned those five barley loaves and two fishes into a miracle that fed everybody there. The Bible says everybody was filled. I believe they still had some left over. Not mistaken. <laughs> he gave thanks and he turned out to be a miracle. That everyone was fed. You know something? We should give thanks for what we have. Not for what we want. And not even for what we need. It's okay to praise God, pray, pray to God for what we need. But he'll, he'll resolve it for you because he's working for the end result. You give thanks for what we have so that you can see God take a little and do a lot. You know, one of my favorite people that I listen to or read books about is Tony Evans. I don't know whether you've ever heard Tony Evans or not. He's, he's a head of the, what they call the Urban Alternative Ministry. And he's, he's heard all over the world. He's a senior pastor of uh, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church in Dallas, Texas. He's written over 100 books in Bible studies. He really is a true man of God. And he tells this story. He says, you know, he goes, Thanksgiving's coming. He said, uh, I'm going to eat some cake. How many of you are going to eat cake? Most of you are probably eat pumpkin pie, but maybe you'll eat cake. I don't know. And he said, you know, he said, cake smells great and it tastes great. But he said, I think about the things that have to go into that cake to make a cake. Flour, butter, sugar, eggs, maybe vanilla, maybe chocolate if you like chocolate. I don't know. I know my wife does, likes chocolate. But think about it. Would he ever sit down and say, okay, I'll tell you what, give me a cup of butter to eat. Or give me, give me a cup of flour so I can eat the flour. You know the answer to that. You wouldn't. But when you take all these ingredients and you stir them up, and you make this batter and you shove it into a hot oven. Man, it starts to smell good. Comes out nice and hot. And pretty soon you're enjoying a delicious cake that was stirred up and mixed up with all these ingredients. You see where I'm getting at? God takes all of these individual circumstances in your life, whatever they may be, and he's stirring the pot and he's saying, trust me in this circumstance. I'll make it good. And he does. It may not be the outcome you're looking for, but it'll be a good outcome according to his will. Because guess what? God wants nothing but the best for you and I. Nothing but the best for you and I. God's going to work something out in his time for good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And God is working something good in your life.
You know, I've got to tell you, to get a little personal with you, I sometimes look at Joan and I say, God, she has cancer. And I can sit there and I can go, why? Why Joan? I don't know why. But in her circumstances, this woman is giving thanks to God for everything. For the strength he gives her every day, for the medications that help those tumors stay shrunk. Actually, you know it's God's hand that does it. And he works through medication. It's okay. He gave doctors wisdom enough to come up with stuff like that. I can get better and so, bitter and so she, could she. But in everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What are you going through right now? What circumstance in your life is keeping you from thanking God? I don't know. But know this. God is working something good in your life. You have got to believe that because it's God's word. God's working something good out in your life. And so we need to continuously praise him and give him thanks. And not just on Thanksgiving. It's a wonderful holiday. But we should be giving thanks every day for all of our circumstances because he's working it out. He's stirring it up. So that it'll come out like that Wonderful smelling, tasting chocolate cake in your life. I want to close in prayer this morning, and I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it, I guess, because God's telling me to do it. There's got to be some people here that are in hard circumstances right now, or in circumstances you can't understand. Maybe you're grumbling, maybe you're not, maybe you just haven't looked at it the right way. That's, but you need to give thanks in that circumstance, even though it's very hard. It's hard to give thanks to God in your circumstance when it's a tough circumstance, isn't it? Be honest, it is. But that's when you need to trust the Lord. That's when your faith comes in. And say, okay, God, I know you're in this. Take me through it. And strengthen me through it. If you have a circumstance that you'd like prayed for, I'm going to be like a Billy Graham this morning, although I, you all understand what I mean. I want you to come forward because I want to pray for you. Because it's not easy sometimes to go through a circumstance. And you need to know you're not going through it by yourself. You have God. Because you know what else you have? And Joan will tell you. You have each other. This is a, I believe in my heart, this is a praying church. You've, you've prayed over my wife so many times. And over other people that have been ill here to, in this church. And we've seen marvelous things happen. So, as I close, if you like prayer this morning, 
you come down here and just stand and let me pray with you. Would you do that? Anybody? Would like to come forward? Yes, sir. Don't be ashamed or afraid because <laughs> I need the Lord in my circumstances. Thank you for your boldness. Anybody else? This is good. We need to stand together in Christ. Anybody? I'm not going to prolong this. If not, you have a circumstance, you want to stay in your pew, that's fine. We'll still pray for you. Tim, you want to come and lay hands on this couple, please? Steve, you want to lay hands on I want everybody to touch hands this morning. Touch your neighbor's hands. Let's go to God. Oh, God. Lord, we come before you humbly. Giving you praise in all of our circumstances, Lord, even though sometimes we don't understand them and sometimes it's hard not to grumble over them and all those things. You know our hearts. You created us. You know us better than we in our, we know ourselves, Lord. And sometimes we just need to be reminded that in all circumstances, you're always there. Praise you, Lord. I pray for these folks who came forward today. You know their circumstance, God, and I thank you that you're in their circumstance, but please speak to their hearts and their minds. Remind them, God, that you're there. Let them feel your arms of comfort wrapped around them so that they know you're working somehow for good, even though we don't see it or understand it right now. Empower them now. Comfort them now. Encourage their hearts now. And lift them out of that circumstance for good, Lord. We know you will. Give them strength and endurance through it all. For those who are sitting, the same, Lord. For those who have diseases or other, other circumstances that are very difficult. We thank you that you're in them as well. Strengthen them. Encourage their hearts. We thank you that you work everything out for good in your own time. God, we pray for you. That you're, we thank you that you're so faithful. Your love is unfailing. And you hear us when we cry out. And you answer. So Lord, we're thankful today. And I pray that especially this Thanksgiving day when we gather together here or in homes, that we remember that in everything we need to give thanks, for this is your will through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Thank you.
Steve wants to lead us. We're going to sing a chorus that you know. What a perfect chorus. It's called Give Thanks. <laughs>